Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. We're going to talk about rethinking resolutions today. We're not going to completely throw them out. I think that's what a lot of us may have done. We've said, stuff it, they don't work, I'm not going to do them anymore. Or we just have this kind of, I'm not the kind of person that does it. And so what we're going to do is literally kind of rethink, redefine, redo it, have a do-over of, uh, of the New Year's resolution. So if you're someone who does do this, doesn't do this, has a complete aversion to this, there's going to be something in here for you because we're not going to be setting resolutions in the traditional style. There's going to be a, well, it was a really interesting discussion and I know that me and Ellie took a lot from this as well. Um, so yeah, really hope that you do too. So I'll say that's all I'm going to say. You'll have to tune in. We'll be with you in just a minute. Other than that, very exciting. Get yourself on the wait list for the next Stay Stop Solution. The link will be in the show notes. Come and join the Facebook group and, and you'll learn more about it. We haven't fully confirmed yet, but there's there's one not far from now. And when whenever someone is tuning in, whenever you're tuning into this, go and get yourself on the wait list if it's something that you're looking um, to do with us because we don't get the opportunity to run them all that often. So um, it's always a great thing and you're always going to find out about it first if you get yourself on that wait list. So to any of our new listeners, welcome. You all rock. It's so good to have you here. I know it's, you know, dry January for a lot of us and lots of us are doing the alcohol experiment and there's a lot of new ears on this and um, you're so welcome here. We're just so stoked to have you with us for this journey wherever you happen to be on yours. All right, without further ado, I'll uh, I'll hand you over to me and Ellie and uh, yeah, a little bit of a chinwag about resolutions. There we go. See, that's it. I, I'm not allowed to do I, I, this. I did not expect that. I'm not allowed to do this, but I'm doing it. I'm doing another intro and I'm probably going to mess it up because I always do some kind of strange. I don't know what it is. Just got this insanely inerac- inaccurate belief. There we go. I can't even speak. Inaccurate belief that can't do podcast intros. But here we are. Here we are. And we're going to be talking about how to create New Year's resolutions that actually work and that mm. will actually stay with you for the year and beyond, which is mm. a very, very interesting thing to talk about. And at this point, I'm going to hand it over to you, Ellie Crow, because I- I'm out of my depth now. I'm, out of- <laughs> I'm done. Well, this is an episode for you, whether you... Is that a slippery fish mug there? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. The coveted yeah. slippery fish mug. If only I had one of those in my life, I would feel complete. We'll come on to that later. <clears throat> uh, if you are the kind of person that creates resolutions, sets resolutions or not, this is a, this episode is for you. Whether you hate resolutions, whether you've never set one before, whether you don't really understand the whole point and what they are, mm. this is going to be something here for for everybody. So, yeah. Stay, I think this is, this is for you as well. Sorry, I literally spoke over you just, completely there. Just, just keep like, doing it. Oh, whatever. I'm, I'm um, this is also going to be for people who are who don't like them, because what we're going to, I, I, I mm. think this may frame yeah. it in a way that will make it viable for for people who perhaps have been like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Screw it. I don't do resolutions, kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, mm. interesting. Why? Why do you think people don't like them? 
I think people probably realize they get to a point naturally where although they might not be able to language it or say why, they understand that when you set a willpower behavior-based goal, which is might look something like uh, I'm going to smoke a fucking 60 cigarettes and then I'm stopping like the next day and like mm-hmm. I'm done. Um, that, and it's, this works for some people to some extent. There's a whole other conversation there about what working means, like mm. when something actually works. But I think for a lot of people, we 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 just we don't live up to the expectation that we set for ourselves for example we do do that thing that we said we won't do and then in that moment the whole house of cards collapses and we like throw the baby out with the bathwater because we're we're all in the oh well you might you might as well what's the point yeah what's the point so i think people get to a point where they're like well (laughs) that's true of all the resolutions as well what's the point i've done this for how many years on the trot um Mm. And yeah, fair enough. I I get that. I mean, that actually seems quite wise to me. I think at one level, we we realise like oh, I'm not sure it's actually helping. Mm. It's a funny thing to do, isn't it? When you think about like pre-Christmas, we were talking about all the funny things that we do for Christmas. Like I just mm. remember you saying about you and Robin decorating your house and being like, we're just putting loads of like Which... literary shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you were walking around about? with a giant green willy on your head, yeah. just like just because it's Christmassy. <laughs> Just like, look at me, I've got a big penis on me because it's December. <laughs> I mean, that's not, obviously, I do understand there is a much deeper reason behind Christmas, by the way. <laughs> but I'm not that like, shallow. All the extraneous kind of stuff that we've added to it, all of the, the hats mm. and sparkly stuff, yeah. But the resolution thing for me is a bit funny as well because, like, I get that it's a new year, but time's all made up, right? So... There's nothing really new about the new year anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's just another it's just another moment, isn't it? Mm. Just another mm. one of those present moments from which the whole of our life unfolds. No other game mm. in town. True, That's though. Good. I mean, in, in an alternate universe, they don't have New Year. They have something called, uh, I don't know, something entirely different. So I was going to try and attempt to speak some kind of weird alien language then and bailed. No, I thought, um, no. Did you notice me leaving the space there for you to do it? That's what it's called. And it means, <laughs> and it happens according to our time. That's actually in August. And it rotates each year. And it's and it's considered, it's it's a moment where you don't, you know, they don't frame it as a new year. It's, uh, it's something else. I mean, this is I'm the thing. It's all cultural. We just don't question it, right? What a weird interlude that I think this is. I just a, nearly nodded. Is. Like, I just found myself sitting there going, yeah, you know, like when you're agreeing with somebody, like, yeah, yeah. what the yeah, fuck so am I agreeing to? He here? just made a baby T-Rex sound and here I am nodding away with him as if he actually yeah. knows what the fuck mm-hmm. he's on about. Absolutely. Yes, I've been there and that's exactly what happens. Yes. I bet it's, it's just mad, isn't it? Like, if you just take a second to think that, it's like nothing's different and well everything can be different but nothing's like it's it's it, the whole thing's made up like we it's just an expanse of t- of time but there is no such thing as time really well I, yeah exactly that's the thing like for, for whatever reason i used to i find because of my like ocd tendencies i think starting things on something that i have decided happens to be a good time like a monday like it makes sense to my silly brain. I wouldn't start something on a Wednesday. Only stupid people start things on Wednesdays. Sorry to anyone who starts things on Wednesdays. You're not really stupid. I'm just giving a silly example. But like, so for that, so maybe for some of us, it can be like really, really helpful. But you're right. Like, 
do it now. You don't have to do it. Like, you can just do it, do it whenever you want. Mm. Mm. There is something I do like about resolutions. I What's like, it? I like the determined nature of them. Mm. Well, it's cool that you ask the question, isn't it? Of of how would I like to shift things or change things? I think the innocent mistake that most of us make is that we frame it with a behavior based goal, which is often uh, the removal of something. That obviously still makes sense to us because we're doing it. So, for example, we're like, I'm going to yeah. stop drinking. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop doing this thing. But at some level, we believe it keeps us safe because we're doing it or it, or it seems useful to us. So mm. it's almost demotivating to go on that journey because mm. you're, you know, and then, yeah, you, then, well, it's, then you're like, maybe I need willpower. And then you end up in a whole different world of stuff. Yeah. And that's also true of adding things like doing things that we're not currently doing. I'm going to start going to the gym. I mean, there's the the uh, typical one for January. I'm going to start going to the gym five times a week when I'm doing zero at the moment. And it kind of, like the, that will and that determination I'm talking about that I love is there. That spark of creativity is there. And then it gets washed away with the pain and the suffering. <laughs> And the difficulty th- and the challenge. Sorry, Bob. No, sorry. Sorry, I thought you were cracking on. Um, no, yeah, I hear you. And the things I don't think, there's, there's obviously nothing wrong with going to the gym and there's nothing wrong with stopping doing something that no longer serves us. The the thing is the guiding light. So that's not the finish line. I think that's the mistake that we make is that mm. that's the invitation, right? So going to the gym is an invitation to something. Stopping mm. drinking is an invitation to something. And the question is, well, what? Because really on the other side of it is I want to be healthier. I want to feel more peace. I want to feel more joy or whatever it may be. That's the thing that's going to guide you. That's the motivating thing. So, cause ultimately it's weird, right? The, I was thinking about this the other day that the difference between this is going to make sense for the going to the gym example, the difference between zero and one is entirely different to the difference between one and two. Cause it's obviously the difference between nothing and something. So, if I mm. sit sit on my bum for the entire of 2023 or one week, for example, and don't go to the gym, then it's like a it's it's just like a thing that I don't do. The moment I go once, it's a very big difference, right? It's much more powerful to go once than the difference between one and two. Or like it seems that that first one is like the killer thing to do. Once you've done it, things can start to build momentum, and you've and it's feelings that come up that it's about pushing through. And it's the other way too, like. We're often talking about people were sort of like, oh, so people at the positive adding end, they'll go, I need to go to the gym five times a week for the entirety of 2023. On the other side of it, you go, I'm going to stop drinking forever. And actually the useful, the, a very useful thing for people is to drop the, those ideas, those kind of like per- perfection goals mm. and actually go, what do I really want in terms of, you know, why is this lighting me up? Why is this making sense to me? And then deal with the small term. So I'm going to go once, then I'm going to go once the next week, and then I'm going to go once the next week or whatever and add to that. Or I'm going to take a weekend off or I'm going to take a week off of drinking, learn from it, then I'm going to do that again. I'm going to make it two weeks, going to make it a month or whatever. I think we just get a bit carried away with ourselves. We just like set ourselves up. Innocently, we set ourselves up for a tough time sometimes, I think. Yeah, we we absolutely do. I think that this whole reorienting ourselves, so like use the will, and the determination that comes with 
that you know that that drive behind resolutions but applying it in a really different way because the will and the determination is important like that's very wise there's something deeply um like it's this deep stirring from within you that's guiding you towards what's really good for you and what's true for you and what's real for you and we can do ourselves a disservice by quite naturally applying ourselves in the way that seems to make sense which is oh i need to stop doing this thing or i need to start doing this thing interesting you use the word need because just before you said that i think i saw something in a way i was like I think the powerful way of setting resolutions is in the knowledge that you don't need to do any of it. Like mm. it's not. So there are needs that we have shelter, food, water, et cetera, warmth. And obviously we're going to do everything we can to keep ourselves physically safe in that sense. But we don't need to do the other things. And and the things I think the reason why we tell ourselves we do is that we think that's the motivating factor when actually the abundance of knowing that is actually more is more motivating it's more powerful so for me if i am in the present moment feeling good feeling settled and feeling peaceful i'm more likely to go for a run or to go to the gym than if i'm mm. telling myself over and over and over again oh you really need to do this you really got to do it. like it's it's an interesting one it's a bit of a like paradox again um but yeah the game of life seems a bit more like we were sort of talking about this before it's sort of a fun thing to explore because all the things that we think the world is going to give us, we've already got them. The moment you fall into like the moment and you're in connection, you just feel it all. It's there. Um, mm. Then thought gets in the way and, and, and it feels like it's gone away. And then we start looking for it out in the world again. But it's authentic desire, wanting to go to the gym or wanting to release a habit or wanting to stop drinking or wanting to stop smoking because we we can just sense that our wisdom is telling us that's right for you, man. Like that's what you're supposed to do. Like that's going to be a preference. That's, that's a, that's a good thing for you to, to, to go and enjoy good, not in a good, bad sense, but in like a positive, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing to point at. There's less pressure on it. Mm. Mm. And you can orient to it over time as well. Like, so it doesn't seem to be that there needs to be so much time pressure on stuff for me. I mean, this stuff, what we're talking about here literally goes against the grain on like the majority of a lot, what a lot of people would tell you about productivity, you know, getting yourself to the gym and all that shite, but yeah. having tried it all. But yeah, but then like, what's the measure? So if you then look in long term, like, you know, I mean, there's some wonderful books on productivity and forming habits and breaking habits and all of that. Uh but you're your only measure for whatever success is. Yeah, I mean, there is no right, wrong. There's nothing wrong with sitting on your pants, eating Doritos sitting, and watching... Sitting on, sitting, your sitting, on your, sitting on your pants completely naked, just a little pile of pants, totally totally in the knackers, um, watching Netflix videos, eating Doritos. This is where you um, get a, a little glimpse into As long as you've got the curtains really closed. Like. It's not okay if you've got the curtains open and people can see. But if you've got the curtains in our society, anyway, I mean, ultimately, there's nothing wrong with that either. On um, that other planet that you were talking about, it's totally yeah. fine in the alternate universe. Exactly. Where everybody walks around naked eats, eating Doritos, pretending to be baby dinosaurs. It's it's, it's all fair game. But, but it's there's nothing wrong about that. There's nothing wrong about 
any as it looks to me from the ultimate view there's nothing wrong about any drug there's nothing wrong with alcohol there's nothing wrong with it it's not a right wrong thing it's about can you sense from the core of your being that you want to do that thing because that's like a indescribable authentic desire that inner knowing that inner guidance it just isn't even coming from this world as it looks mm. to me it's coming from somewhere else it's a spiritual energy it's just moving through us and guiding us and it doesn't need any kind of we'll clothe it in words and try and explain it but mm. it doesn't matter like i know that if i do strength training a few times a week do some flexibility go for a few runs i'm just all over that but other people are not other people are totally different um and and there's no there's no prescription for us right it does seem that there's obviously things that are good for our our physical bodies sure sure mm. um and and those things you know make sense from a physical safety point of view if our goal is to live a long life and to be here to have health span and lifespan as we've as we've spoken about mm. um but again it's not right wrong it's mm. it's just knowing whether that's what we want or not and yeah it just seems to me that coming from abundance so here's a clear example of this I built my, when I first started building my own little coaching business, I had all sorts of resolutions, goals and stuff that I was beating myself around the head with. I was all wrapped up in it, you know, ADHD brain wrapped up in it as well. I was super stressed out, completely burnt myself out because I was building the whole thing on scarcity, a powerful energy. And I built a lot of stuff quickly, but it was a serious cost. Had some big insights, learned a lot from that, burnt out, didn't do much for a few months, really just stepped back and had some more went on some deeper journeys into myself and then realized mate you've already got everything you thought you needed the business for the business isn't you you've got it all like you're you've got it all it's all here and then i started creating something based on the fact that i don't need this thing it's wonderful and i can blow as i can expand it and and joyfully create it um but it's not a requirement. It's not going to complete me. It's a brilliant way of helping people. It's a brilliant way of me and you having these awesome experiences. It's a brilliant way of traveling the world. It's a brilliant way of doing all that stuff. It's not a very good thing for giving me a sense of like completeness or spiritual growth. Or in fact, it is, you know, in some ways it is because obviously you're, you're, it's, it's a yoga and like it, it does help mm. you work on things, but it's not it's not a requirement it's not it's not needed and now there's much more joy in it i'm not burnt out i can say no to things i can say yes to things i've felt really worried about saying yes to things i and and so really i guess the goal before was uh i want um what was the goal before i want to create a business that does this this and this so i can have this this and this which was like a i'll be happy when model yeah and the new one is i've already got everything i could ever want any moment I'm in the present moment, I'm full of it. I'm made of life. I'm fucking so grateful for that. And I'm just going to create something that makes sense to me. Is it going to be as big as the other thing? I don't know. Is it going to have a different energy behind it? Absolutely. Am I more joyful about it? You bet. Like, does it feel like it's more creative? Absolutely. Mm. So mm. like, it, it's a bit, it's a, it's a awesome one, but it's, it's pretty cool what can happen with a slight shift in, in how we see these things. Yeah. Yeah, a shift from recognizing truly where our supply comes from and mm. 
it, it it's so much more expansive when you like you think about anything anything that comes from a place of lack and clinging on to and holding on to and it never feels good ever yet it can feel challenging to have faith to put your faith in abundance but why not like who says you don't have everything that you need already society that's the problem right a lot of the programs we've adopted they are in an illusion they're telling us you are lacking mm, for, the only yeah, way for good you... reason for good reason yeah because yeah, so they want to sell shit stuff. right yeah yeah, yeah you got it. you got it it's a it's a self-perpetuating system and and it's funny because we have these ideas around you know building businesses that's that's stressful and doing this i mean that's hard and if you're going to create this like you know the struggling artist and all these like that's going to take a lot of effort the idea that you could just have like something appear creatively through you boom in like a flash because you're mm. like it is like is amazing and it's true but it's it's something that a lot of us tell ourselves oh it can't possibly work that way i know i've got a graft i've got to work mm. so hard because yeah. my boss tells me yeah but this is why i think like we we have to either find or just be open to these moments in time where things are, are challenged so something that's happened to me fairly recently in in the shift that's happened in my life personally so i've had that i've had to physically relocate to a, a different home and it's smaller considerably smaller and uh as such i couldn't bring everything with me and i've wanted to declutter for a, a long time and it's just that thing that i've never got around to doing because it's like utter bollock don't want to do that least desirable thing in the world to do and it was kind of forced on me like i had to do it and i remember <clears throat> as i was packing things up and gifting things and sending things to goodwill and charity and all of that and throwing out a lot of stuff and there were a few things that caught me. One was this, like I've had a stirring around me for a long time around consumption and overconsumption. But I think it's possibly heightened by having kids because, you know, it's just more beings in your house and then it's more stuff. So I've had all sorts of thoughts around that and how you can minimize consumption. And the thing that was really quite mind-blowing was just how and, and I know this I know this already but just how little we need like we accumulate all this stuff and we hang on to it and we cling on to it and then we never use it and so so I did so I did a couple of things I binned a bunch of stuff I packed what I needed and what I, what I felt like I needed and what I wanted brought it to new house settled into new house and the th this fascinating thing happened as I was unpacking stuff. There were things that I was unpacking. I was thinking, I don't need that. I don't need that. And then more, more, more. And, and I've been here, like, getting on for a month or something. And and it's almost like I can sort of have this visualisation of the things that I actually regularly engage with, touch and use, that have usefulness and have value, are like this, you know, lovely 
um, blue colour, like a bright, vivid blue. And then there's just all this other stuff, like just taking up space that just never gets used. And it, it's just th this like enormous sense of waste to a degree. But what comes from that is a deep intention to not consume in the way that I have in the past and to help my children hopefully make better decisions. <laughs> Talk about Christmas list. Chester had 32 things on there, including a real gun <laughs> and a giant tiger. <laughs> a real gun. Was it a real giant tiger? I think it probably also was a real giant tiger. Was it to keep? Was it just in case? Was in case he wanted the gun just in case the tiger? <laughs> because the tiger didn't work. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but and, and then conversely, Pearl hasn't written a list this year, and I think Pearl's been picking up on what I've been talking about in the background around like we we don't need anything, we don't need anything. Um, so it's it's just been kind of an interesting thing that's been going on in the background because it just shines a light on just how we can uh and and this is like this this accumulation of stuff is you know and and I and I've got rid of a lot I've got rid of a lot in this move I've still got this bunch of so it's like how how do we end up like this and it's through being um largely unconscious I think uh so and I can't remember why did I come down this road. Do you know? But it, I mean, it, it's very important because it it gets to the heart of what we're talking here, which is um, the intention is the driver behind mm. all the stuff. It's all, what what's the north star? What's your intention? What would you like to, you know, experience more of? Yeah, and the fact that we just we we don't need anything. Oh, we sorry, we need very little. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I can remember doing. So back when I worked in uh, in in special ed, we'd often do these uh, kind of like difference between wants and needs exercises with the kids, and it would be like, and they'd get quite good at knowing. And basically, it was like, well, what what's a need? Well, anything that if we don't have it, we're going to either get very sick or die. Mm. And so when you really look at that, what what we need? Because the thing is, we get we we innocently wrap up. We think that physical safety and a feeling of security are the same thing, and they're not. You can be physically safe and have complete insecurity in terms because it's it's thought that's creating that. You can also be in survival mode and not have time to feel insecure, and that's reliable as well. Mm. A lot of people actually self-select that. They do extreme sports because they basically put themselves in survival mode. They can't fuck up because if they do, they'll they'll die or hurt themselves, and so they're mm. out of that. So it's an innocent thing. And we're also, the entire society is caught off guard. And look, I'm not saying that there aren't companies and businesses that are literally money hungry, that are doing it only for profit. True. But behind that is a much bigger issue, which is that people truly believe that we're lacking stuff. It's that it's it's an illusion. It's, it's about, I need to go out there into the world and get that thing in order so I can be okay. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're getting at here is the abundance and you can set an intention from abundance, knowing that if it doesn't happen, you're just fine. But it feels like yeah. there's a lot of expectations wrapped up in the behavior-based goals, which is I'm going to do this. I will, I expect myself to not do this thing that's made sense to me for a long time for the next six months. And if I do it once, I'm a massive failure. So then we, you know, innocently start doing that thing again or whatever. So 
yeah, I guess this is really about reframing what resolutions are so that they do actually work so that because you're not a failure, right? You're, you're allowed to, you're allowed to be like, I want to stop drinking this because I know it's right for me. Um, And that's my North star. And I'm orienting that way for the entire of 2023 and beyond. And if I mess up innocently, like I do, it's, Mm. uh, that's okay. It's part of it. In fact, it's, it's just part of it. Mm. Mm. Have you ever set a resolution for yourself? I mean, I do these things all the time. So like right now for January, I've got a few things that I, I'm going to invite in because I've joined this like mad gym for January. Um, mad gym. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, so basically it's, it's like a, so I'm, I've, I've consistently gone to the gym a lot, but I, I'm someone who in terms of motivation and stuff like that, if I've got other people there, if I'm training with people, I just find that much more motivating. And I didn't, so I was looking at, you can get these kinds of like gyms where you get group personal training sessions and it's quite involved. And so anyway, I'm doing one of them. Right. So, but anyway, I've put up here, like a few things, intentions of mine in terms of food and stuff like that. Um, I know I don't need to do them, but I know that they're right by me. So, you know, actually going back to the organic shop more, I've like fallen into the pattern of like not, not doing that so much. Um, batch cooking something on a Sunday, I like fall into this pattern of just like eating, like like things. And cook for me and send food parcels down, please. <laughs> yeah, if you want. Um, and like and just things like that. Um, and they're there is like they are things, they're behaviours. Mm. Um, but I know why I want to do those things. I know that they're just. I just sense that they're the things that I want to do. They make sense to me. Mm. Um, so so yeah. It's a bit of a dance with all this stuff, but yes, yeah, so yeah, I have done. I mean, I'm I'm someone who, because the other thing is, here's the other th- thing that maybe just very quickly worth reflecting on before we move on. There does seem to be something about for for someone who does respond very well to I'm not doing this for X amount of time, which was me back in the day. So I would just like not drink for a month, not drink for three months. Wouldn't find that particularly. Um, I'd find the first few days hard. And then I'd get really healthy, start doing yoga. But then when I was when I was on, people would be like, what is going on? Like I was off the charts. So I'd yo-yo. Mm. And from the outside, people would be like, oh, Sam's got everything. He can just like stop when he wants. But it didn't feel like that to me. It there was there was no no middle ground, right? It was that side or that side. The solution was out of that bind. It was out of that dynamic. Um mm. And so the the thing about anyone, and I reflect on this for me, is that if we are the kind of person who responds very well to, say, three months set in stone, but then we, if we then drink, we then go way in hardcore, um, that if we're not careful, we can just end up in that pattern for a long, long time. Mm. And the solution to it will be scratching the record. It will be outside of that somewhere. Mm. It sounds a bit like the, or you know, the the all or nothing tendency. I I had that. Um, people will often talk about it in when we do things like the live alcohol experiment. It usually comes up like, oh, well, I'm a really all or nothing person. The thing that I like about being all or nothing is going back to the where I started earlier with that will and that determination. With that, can come great things. So you can 
really you know apply apply that with with a strong intention to what you really want like be really aligned um I was just trying to think whether I've ever set myself any I don't think I've ever done it because I just I've never liked the never liked the the thought of it like being bound you know like I I like to be free to do what I want to <laughs> do what I want to do when I want to do it I mean I never I, I think I've very rarely done it for January but I've set the goals in that which are effectively the same I've like done them in the same way at other times of year but do you remember we were talking the other day and I said to you, I accidentally wrote down the power of will instead of willpower a while back. And I was like, oh, there's such a big difference between those. Mm. And the power oh, of will yeah. to me is you make a decision that you're going to do something, come what may. You're like, you invest in that decision because you know it's right for you. Willpower is different. It seems like you can have that decision, but then if you, willpower will make sense if you think that you can't feel uncomfortable, for example. You'll be like, oh, I'm going to have to grin and bear this. The moment you realize that you can be uncomfortable and be safe, willpower makes less sense. So mm. it's, the will is amazing and it has a lot of power because that that decision that you make is like, I'm going to do this. By, I don't care how long it takes me. I don't mm. care how many left turns there are. It doesn't mm. matter, right? Mm. That's very different to, I'm going to do this and here's the set of expectations. And if I don't hit my idea of what the perfect way of doing this is, uh, well, I might as well just give up because what's the point anyway? Because I'm I'm a failure. And, I, and, I, and so it's a subtle difference in energy, but hugely, hugely powerful when, when we're framing these things. Hmm. So, so I guess really for anyone who's here who has set resolutions, it's like you don't have to throw them out. It's like, okay, you may have your invitations. Is there a party? Is there stuff like what's behind it? Like, do you feel abundant? Do you know that you're, you've got absolutely everything that you don't need these things. They're lovely to have. And actually that's going to make them more likely for you to achieve them. Um, or perhaps you're someone that's like, yeah, I don't really do that. But actually this conversation's made me think that, no, I do want to set some intentions, for example, because it's all words. If you don't like the word resolution, just sack it off. Resol like mm. intentions great set an intention for 2023 gonna you know whatever it might be for you mm. Mm. is there anywhere else we wanted to go with this i don't think so i think that's a nice i think it felt a bit potentially a little bit here there and everywhere but i think there's some i think there's some really interesting things in there and it mm. i really enjoyed that i thought it was a thought it was a nice little conversation i think it's it's not like a be all and end all conversation. It's just like sort of punching, like punching a few holes in, the, in in something that may have seemed like a fixed idea, but just kind of expanding it a little bit for people, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think just questioning anything's good because all, all this stuff is made up. Like, and you're the only person that can know what's right for you at any particular moment. And that comes from feeling like that. That's not a conversational thing. It's just something that you will inherently know. Yeah, and you just and and that's a yoga, right? Orienting to that, innocently getting caught by something we think is that, and then realizing, oh, actually, that was a bit of an ego game I was playing, but nothing lost because the moment mm -hmm. you realize, it's kind of like. There's no such thing as a right path or a wrong path because the moment you realize you're on the wrong path, suddenly you're 
you're closer to the right path. And you might, it's one of those things of like, doesn't matter how long you've been going the wrong way in air quotes. The moment you see it, you might be able to very quickly calibrate to the right way in a way that someone different might not. So it's like a we can catch ourselves in thought games of like beating ourselves up of, oh, you've wasted 25 years. And have you? I don't fucking know that. Do you know that actually? Or is it that you've caught something massive in one moment and your whole life just changed right now? Like, uh, are you going to are you going to look at the 25 years that you wasted that idea? Or are you just going to drop that and live the rest of your life? In this, mm. having had an awesome insight mm. Mm. and that's what this month is well not just this month every month is good for but particularly this month i think going back to what we're saying about the um i think it was in the christmas episode there's just when we, just because of all the stuff that's made up all the cultural stuff it gives it does invite a uh, a reconfiguring and a, and a, a replacement of intention mm-hmm. where we might not otherwise have it. So it's a, it's an exciting time. It's also weird because I was just I was just looking. I've got to make a year three folder for the President and Sober podcast. See, I can't, I, the whole, I can't get this three thing. So I was... What was I doing? Oh, 2021. Well, it was, a, no, it was something with... to do with... Yeah, no, I get I get the math, mate, but... Oh, right. just, <laughs> well, you you just said I can't get this no, through. No, I just mean like... It, I, I just mean in my felt experience, it feels too weird. Yeah. So I was trying to explain... Uh, so it, it was because... So we're co- coaching the live alcohol experiment. And this was, you know, on the lead up to... That's so this is back in December, and I was like, "This is my th- this is the third time I've coached the January live alcohol experiment," and I just couldn't get my head around how that was the case because I did it as a participant in January 2020, which is what I'm saying. So the math the math stacks up, but yeah. just in my my own perception of time, it just doesn't seem possible somehow. Yeah, I guess it's one of the it's a little bit like. Because one of them was only sort of just in that year, technically. It's, yeah. if you know what I mean. So like we've been podcasting now, we're in our third year, according to like the calendar. But in actual podcasting time, it's it's not that. But it's, yeah. there's a third year folder being created. Yes, yeah, so I'm not entirely mad because it's like the, well, but again, time's made up, right? So <laughs> the perception of something that's made up anyway. Yeah, it just seems crazy, but it is. there we go. Well, when this comes, I mean, we we won't be long, and we'll be uh, we'll be on our hundredth episode, so we're going to have to figure out something cool and different for that. Oh, um, and That's I don't know if we made it. We may have announced it if we did across one of the intros. Oh, don't don't <laughs> like tempt fate. We made it to to half a million downloads <sighs> before New Year. I mean, we're in the future now. In fact, we're not. At the time that people are listening to this, we're in the future. At the time that we're recording it. We're in the past. <laughs> we're not. We're in God. the Because, um, yeah, there you go. It's all made up. Anyway, Ellie Crow, I need you to go away and research how the number three works. And um, research yeah. how the number three works. Yeah. Have a, have a nice day. That's weird. Nice day. It's a brilliant a place nice... to leave it. All of you, have a nice day. Or a week. A week. Month. Month, year, life. 
time. Travel. <laughs> oh, Lord. There you go. Now you can resolve, haha, see what I did there, to have a different 23 with a different set of resolutions. Or don't even call them that. Literally just throw the word away and just realign to what you really want and have that as your as your North Star to guide you as you go through. Awesome. What a cool discussion. So hey, get yourself on the wait list. Get yourself in the Facebook group. Get communicating with everybody in that group and and you know get your ideas out there on the on the page so that we can talk about them on this uh, this podcast in 2023 we've got some very exciting stuff coming up around the corner for you can't wait to tell you about it see you soon